0: Everybody, Welcome back to another episode of AGP. Um, this one is an interview, so you just have to deal with lovely little old me, the host that you guys have known since 2012. My name is Amanda. To the gaming community, I am Lady... Bader 79 And a big shout out to, of course, all of our sponsors who make not only our YouTube channel, but our podcast possible. So thank you to Jim City Comic Con, which is going to be April 27th and 28th, which we are doing a live Let's Play there. Uh, to the Champion City Comic Con, which will be the Sunday before Halloween this year. To UVN, the underground video network that brings you amazing videos all across the tri state area of Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. To Mark Kidwell, comic creator of Images 68. To Sean Forney Illustration and their independent comic, The Scarlet Huntress. And, of course, to Hazza the Productions they their all-ages comics, Peanut it in Jelly. Thank you all very much for your sponsorship. Because, again, without you guys, I definitely wouldn't be sitting pretty where I'm at today. On that note, we've got an exciting episode for you. I got a man with a plan, Mr. Jordan Acker. Welcome to AGP, my man.
1: Thank you. It's nice to be here.
0: Pleasure. So oh. you are the man with the plan and you are working on a major project. Would you like to share what you're doing?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. I would like to. Uh, the plan is a documentary, a documentary about pop culture conventions or easier way to put it, nerdy, uh, nerdy things. Uh, so uh, it's kind of in its baby uh, steps of a project right now, but it's slowly picking up more steam as I uh, progress throughout the years and find out more conventions they go to. Uh, so far I've been to about five, but so far it's been, uh, been pretty fun. Uh, met some interesting new people uh, and learning more and more about the various conventions that are around to help discuss for my project, which uh, the ones I uh, discovered will hopefully go to people who have not heard of these conventions before and take interest once they discover them.
0: Um, Now, we got to meet at a small show, which happens to be a sponsor, Um, I sort of mentioned them, at Champion City Comic Con this past October. That is correct. And um, with it being a very small show, you know, being able to go in, how did you feel being able to be more personal, being able to be more personal with people as you got to meet them there, versus a lot of bigger shows where you feel like you're kind of being pushed to the side for the money?
1: Um, can't really say that yet, because I haven't really been to the bigger conventions yet. I have some working out. uh, But those are later in the year. So I'll I'll let you know on that uh, once I find it out. But uh, I can definitely say the smaller conventions where I was able to just talk to people um, is very nice, because that's kind of what my project relies on is talking to people. And hopefully, you know, being able to take them aside to ask them a couple questions for about five minutes and then send them back on their way to their booth because if they can't spare me five minutes, then I really can't get any uh, resources to work with for my project.
0: Oh, well, I'm sorry. I only have three and a half minutes.
1: <laughs> I mean, technically, I've actually been able to do most of the interviews in under way under five minutes, but got to give myself some legroom room to work with
0: if i could pull off one of my interviews in under five minutes i would be a god but that's not ever going to happen that's why i have a show
1: (laughs) well i think you also probably have better questions than i have planned so i I, i'm currently sitting there looking at my listening i think i probably should ask other questions so
0: you said this is all about nerdy stuff are you talking like everything from not or are you looking at just nerdy stuff within the comic convention realm
1: Uh, basically anything pop culture. So, you know, from toys, comics, games, uh, tabletop gaming as well. Um, uh, anime, manga, television and movies, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the whole big conglomerate of all that fun stuff. Uh, and there's, it's just, uh, some of the conventions merge some of those things, uh, together, uh, and others are just more uh, niches where it's just one thing or another, or and some of them just tackle on, on like a big handful of all of those types of genres. So I, I kind of want to show off uh, all of them because you know, uh, such uh, such passions are very broad. Because we oh. have uh, comic book, we have comic book movies. Uh, we have toys from, you know, animes and games. It's just like, you know, someone can like one thing and have that bleed into something else.
0: Like one thing. Hmm. Yeah, I have a difficulty with that. Uh, one thing. Yeah, that's not ever going to be me. <laughs> what are you like? Everything. <laughs> if it's anything to do with the realm of pulp and nerd culture, I have it. I own part of it. I'm there. Um, you yourself though, you're a huge nerd as well.
1: Uh, yeah, I I have lots of interest in various other things, but I'm just so bad with keeping them in track that I'm always looking into something else. And someone might it's like, oh, you're a fan of this, and they probably would ask me a question or like talk about something as like I, I didn't actually read that specific part yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, but good on you because you at least got to see the new Brawley movie.
1: I did. I was able to find it and watch it, and I was I was not displeased. It was very good.
0: Best scene. I'm sorry, best scene in the entire movie. I was laughing so hard, I thought I was gonna have to go to the bathroom is the scene. Watch out five, four three, two, one major spoiler if you haven't seen it, All right? When Frieza <laughs> kills his dad, Turns around and goes, <clears throat> Broly,
1: look, it's a tragedy." <laughs> his his acting is very interesting to look at. Uh, that sadly was spoiled for me, thanks to Facebook. That specific scene was shown, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna stay off Facebook for a little bit."
0: Oh, that Zach is like that is like the greatest thing ever. I just it's the whole he kills him. He turns around and just that whole. Like, that is the greatest thing I have ever seen in the history of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. Like, it actually took the top place of my favorite scene from Super when Vegeta finds out that Goku has never kissed Chi-Chi. Please tell me you've seen yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I, I really... Uh, oh, I've seen all of it, but I binge-watched it in the background while I was doing other things, so I probably didn't see that part. Oh, just the look. I'm a bad nerd, I know.
0: Oh, the look of Vegeta's face. What do you mean you've never kissed your woman? <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> oh. One of the greatest things ever. So with Goku's this project, innocence
1: is just so entertaining.
0: Goku, I'm sorry, I'm I'm such a Vegeta girl. I think Goku's an
1: idiot. Oh, that I mean, of course he is. That's part of his charm.
0: I I have no charm for Goku. It's like, everybody's like, yeah, Goku. Yeah, Kakarot. Pfft, gee, whatever. Give me Vegeta every day. At least, at least I can understand him. Goku makes no sense to me. I'm sorry. Vegeta's better. Of course, now I want a Dragon Ball because I kind of want to do that Bulma thing. You know, just <laughs> take five years off. Just five years. Got to make it look natural. That'd be nice.
1: <laughs> i still like vegeta's uh, vegeta's plan better just to gain five inches
0: oh freezes yeah i have to make it look like i'm still growing <laughs> well, i'm sorry <laughs> see the thing was is i had seen that and bef- i actually saw that scene before i got to see the movie that scene was spoiled for me and that was fine, because it was funny. But it becomes a whole different funny when you actually get to watch the movie and you go through Bulma's first. And then you hear uh, Frieza's and you're just like, okay. That's even worse. It makes it even yeah, funnier. Yeah, that
1: was like, that was the pettiest gathering of the Dragon Balls I've ever seen throughout the series.
0: I take it. I do it. What is your wish? Let me five years younger. Maybe get rid of some of the gray so I don't have to dye my hair every month. That'd be great. Cool. Awesome. Thanks. (laughs) I'd do it. I'd do it. you know, It's cheaper than plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery. So, yeah, I'd do it.
1: That is true. (laughs) So, it takes a lot more effort than all of that.
0: And that makes it worth it. I mean, see... When you pay for cosmetic surgery, when you pay for that plastic surgery, you haven't really earned it other than the, you know, oh, I have the money, let me just blow it. Here, you earn the right to go. Yeah, I want the gray hairs out. Um, I wanna be 50 pounds lighter. I wanna be five inches taller. I wanna be five years younger. You earned it, all right? You, can, you get to do that. End of story. You've earned
1: it. True. Ugh. Very true.
0: So this documentation um, that you're working on, do you, I know that you're planning on um, putting it on Kickstarter, correct?
1: Uh, some sort of crowdfunding. Uh, I've also been looking into Seed&Spark, uh, Seed I believe. It's a uh, mm-hmm. uh, filmmaking uh, type of crowdfunding. And they also have deals with, uh, I believe, Roku and Apple TV, uh, where Ooh. if your project is done, uh, they'll have a, they already have streaming services. they'll be used on it. Ooh, I haven't read that nice. specifically, but that's what that's what I assume based off the information I've been provided
0: And how is like it gonna be kind of like set up like um, I've seen like documentations on like Netflix and stuff. Let's face it. I don't have TV, so everything I watch is on Netflix or on YouTube. and is it gonna be kind of like one of those where like you're talking about like, are you splitting it up or is it just one big thing where like maybe you're going to do different types of episodes like this episodes about comic creators. This episode going to be about let's players or are you doing like a massive one about just pop culture in general and the effects that people that it's had
1: on people. So in order to kind of like show off everything I, I get, um, I, kind of, I wanted to break it up into different parts. So kind of like put it in a different series uh, type documentary. Uh, so that way, one, people aren't just having to see, oh, look, this movie is like five hours long. I don't want to sit here and watch that entire thing. Uh, so it's kind of to break up the timing as well as each one's going to be specific uh, Think so, like one's going to be comics, another one's going to be uh gaming, another one's going to be movies and television, another one's going to be a manga and anime. That's that's currently the general overline or uh, outline of what I have right now until further notice because this is still a working title, so could potentially get more of something even more specific that it might need to be on its own but basically it's that way uh someone who's like i'm only interested in uh comic book conventions so i'm gonna watch the documentary about comic book uh conventions or at least if they're interested in all of it they can you know take time to watch them in uh segments that they and their own respective segments you know something something along those lines to help and uh, i
0: think that's a brilliant idea idea. i really do because As with pop culture, like we said, there's so many different aspects of it and you see so many different people from people just like going to conventions, people like comic books, toys, gaming, whether it's tabletop gaming or playing video games, Um, you know, let's see, there's cosplay, there's, (laughs) there's so much out there, there's toy collectors, And it's amazing that once upon a time, you kind of kept all of it secret, and now you get to flaunt it and show off what kind of a nerd you are, and it's okay. It's acceptable.
1: Yeah, it certainly has become a lot more mainstream uh, when I was growing up, Um, and it's good. I mean, it's good that you're able to express your passion and what you love and, you know, not be ridiculed
0: for it? Oh, trust me. I got. I remember being ridiculed. Um, when I was 19, I had left Ohio to move to Florida, and even my own family took jabs at me. They went, "So we're looking at your boxes, and we're looking at what you're moving, and uh, yeah, 98. And this is actually an actual fact. 98% of everything that I own was a collectible." I had no furniture to move. Oh, <laughs> I had no furniture. I had a chair. I had a TV. I had a couple of bookcases, but other than that I had no furniture. Yet I still needed the giant U-Haul because of the amount of toys and games <laughs> and costumes I had. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not and it hasn't changed in all this time.
1: I'm surprised I'm you didn't about, have a bookshelf to put the collectibles, though.
0: I didn't. I had plastic shelves that you could break down, and I just wrapped them up and put them in the thing. So they were really flat and little. So you really didn't even know they were there. I will say, I do have, fur, at 40 years old, I do have furniture now. Okay. So no one has to be afraid of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still funny because uh, to move into the new place that I'm at and with the office still a good 85 percent of everything that was moved were boxes of collectibles and everybody's just like you have two dressers of movie posters uh-huh just move it please just do it it's okay i can't help it i have a problem and what i do for a living. i mean life, i i, I
1: understand it. yeah my dad I my dad is know. a collectible yeah, my dad's a collector. He's got he's a big fan of Batman. He's got a bookshelf full of uh, Batman figurines and whatnot. He's got uh, this awesome statue from Arkham Origins, where it's uh, the Black Mask uh, kind of sitting at a table with a knife in it. Uh, and I I have a couple collectibles of my own that I've slowly been kind of gathering, but no place to really put them. But still have them. When it's cool.
0: That's why we got to get that's why we have to get your project up and running and everybody wants it that way you can have the stuff to put it up.
1: Yeah. Uh well, first things first, pay off the college debts, then then worry about putting up my decorations.
0: Okay, so in about 40 years I'll talk to you then and see if you got your collectibles up. <coughs> <laughs>
1: Thankfully, I Sorry. went to a community college, so it's, not gonna, it's gonna, probably going to take about half that.
0: Oh, okay. Because my sister, when I talked to her, because she, she went to the University of Cincinnati, and I'm just like, college cost what? Huh, what? I'm so glad I skipped that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. I went and just went, nope, I'm good. Because I don't think I could deal with that anymore. I do no, know. Uh-uh. I have enough debt trying to put together a let's playing community. I don't need any more debt around me., Ugh. so I have to ask this project of yours, what made you want to do something like this?
1: Um, trying to remember how it came across, but it it I know it involved me sitting there somewhere. Uh, I, I believe it started off with a conversation between uh, me and my buddy, who is also a vi- uh, filmmaker. Uh, we were just chatting up ideas, and he was talking about, well, we need to, whoa, we need to think of some ideas.
0: Hmm? Oh, no. For some reason, my computer almost tried to shut off. I'm like, whoa, wait, what? Stop? <laughs> no.
1: You're oh, fine. That had me worried that I, something was going on. Because I
0: hadn't. I guess it's because I haven't moved the mouse and it doesn't, it's not comprehending that I'm recording something that my computer was like, okay, I'll go to sleep now. Uh, no, don't do that. Wake up. So I'll just have to keep moving the mouse. So you and a buddy were talking. He's also a filmmaker and just ended up being a discussion you guys had one day. And yes, you're like, let's do it.
1: It was uh, he's talking about uh, I think about uh, ideas for videos could just make any ideas for documentaries or just videos to make in general. And I was sitting there thinking I was like, okay, well, the current documentary I was working on was kind of it's kind of hitting a halt due to some legal issues. Uh, So I need to figure out something out, another perspective to approach while this while I figure this one out. And I was thinking, you know what? Conventions would be a cool uh, idea. Um, I've learned from my friend, just pick pick uh, vacations you would like to do and make a video about it. So that way you have an excuse to go do it and get paid for it. And so I figured conventions would be a good uh, good thing to check out.
0: So I always wanted to go to form. these shows. Let's do that. I love that. that, that that's, that's brilliant. I love that. Ugh. So of everything that you are doing, which one would you say is going to be your biggest like for you as a nerd person which one's your biggest passion
1: uh, um i i'd say gaming is my biggest passion because that's what i spend most of my time doing anyways but i i like storytelling in general uh any anything where i get to role play or just explore the lore and just sit here and listen to YouTube videos of Dark Souls lore <laughs> It's just great. So you, so That's, you play more
0: role-playing
1: games. Uh, I play whatever fits uh, my mood at the time. I, I, I don't really stick to one specific type of genre, but I do enjoy role-playing games. Yes. So, you know, I enjoy the Bethesda games, uh, enjoy, uh, the CD Project Red games they're very good as well um enjoyed a lot of mmos uh there's also a good bit of uh first person shooters adventure games action stuff um some other uh some other ones that uh don't really have their own specific genres uh hotline miami i really enjoyed that series that was fun uh just it it varies
0: so are you more console or PC?
1: PC. And why PC? Do you have a console somewhere, but it's collecting dust because it's not collect- connected to a TV. As for why PC? Uh, well, because that's where all my friends play.
0: That's always a good answer. So, and yeah. Poor console just sitting there collecting dust. Oh, poor thing. Uh, okay. Before I even before we before I actually say poor thing, at least what year, what com, what kind of console is it? Uh,
1: PlayStation Three.
0: Okay, I'm gonna say poor thing. Even my PlayStation Three still gets attention. Come on now, that poor thing, that poor baby. I'm at least. You know, I don't want to give it attention. At- <laughs> at least at least you know when i say i have a console collecting dust it's because it's an atari 2600 i mean, i haven't plugged that in for a while like six months
1: i mean it, it could be a lot longer but i mean I, it would still collect some dust there
0: <laughs> <laughs> so with so as you're going to these different conventions um you're, are you just basically getting like clip of different things? And then when you get home cutting, like going, okay, this is these people here, these people here and trying to figure out how to cut it into different sections. Like I'm interested because I'm not a filmmaker, so I have no idea how you would even begin to make something like this. There's a reason why I live stream. I ha- and I just started recording because editing is god awful.
1: Well, what I do is when I get home, I take the footage, I dump it on my external hard drive, I sort which one, I sort through uh, which one is B-roll and which one is interviews, and then it just sits there until I get to a point where I can edit uh, something together, such as the teaser video that's currently being worked on by my uh, video buddy that I mentioned earlier. Ooh,
0: teaser trailer. Where are you going to drop that at?
1: Uh, probably YouTube, because that's easier.
0: You know you're going to have to let me know so I can watch it, right?
1: Right. I'll, I'll be trying to tell as many people as I can.
0: And then I'll make sure that I tell everybody, too. Yay! Yeah,
1: that would be very helpful.
0: Of course. I told you I got your back. Didn't
1: I? Yeah. And also, it, it's very helpful because uh, there's a lot of conventions that are in, that are interested in uh, what I'm doing, but they want they want some concrete proof of, or you know see what I'm working on, which is what the point of this teaser is. Unfortunately, you know, uh, technology and schedules is not always in the best of interest, so it's taking something that is a 30 to 60 uh, second uh, video to take over a month maybe two months. I don't know. It's killing me on the inside, but it will be done. And hopefully by the end of this month.
0: Ooh, hopefully by the end of this month, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you're going to have to definitely check that out. So do you already have a YouTube channel then?
1: Uh, Yes. I've had several throughout the years of my profession (laughs) as uh, doing anything on YouTube. (laughs) A lot of them have, uh, not been so successful but um, (laughs) yeah i have access to a couple
0: okay um so i know that you said that you don't have like a working name for it yet um but is there like a certain like what, what am i trying to say uh like, is there a place, like, do you have, like, a company name or something that you guys are going by, or are you just using your name at this time where people kick, check up on updates and stuff?
1: Uh, technically, I think it's best to use my name, but I, if I am to slap a group name to it, uh, there is my video group YouTube channel that I kind of created back when I was in uh, senior year of high school. And moving on to college for video stuff to kind of like, here's where I want all my professional work to go or as professional as it can get. So basically anything that I make for videos and that turns out decent, that's where it goes. Um, Unfortunately, (laughs) it was just a lot of crap that we all had fun making. So, I mean, there's that. But uh, I would say... uh, yeah, the name is Small Town Mafia. If I were to add a group name to it, that is what I would go for for a company name.
0: Small Town Mafia. That yes. sounds like a sounds like a like a music group.
1: I guess it could sound sure. like that. Uh, the, na- the naming convention was because uh, it was like a little group of uh, friends, uh, and so you know, basically uh, a bunch of close friends. So basically, a family, and we were from a small town uh, up north Sydney. Uh, so kind of that's where the name came from, and I-, I liked it. It had a nice ring to it, and uh, just stuck with it.
0: No, it's better than it's better than what I ever came up with. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to really judge. Just. Come out
1: and check out Small Town Mafia. Woo! I mean, it. Uh, if, if it was a band, I don't think it would be something with with a hype. Sounds sounds more like may, maybe some sort of like some blues band or, or just jazz or something.
0: Opening for the Blues Brothers. It's Small Town Mafia. No. <laughs> oh no, blues. I'm sorry. I don't listen to blues. The closest I got is Blue Brothers, Blues Brothers, and I'm talking like original Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, Blues Brothers. Cause yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't want to talk about my music preferences because it's embarrassing. So that's that. Unless you really want to talk about Disney show, uh, Disney show tunes, because that's pretty much what I listen to.
1: I mean, I, I got to spend a week with my sister who has had her child uh, a couple months ago, and uh, she listens to nothing but Disney radio on Pandora. So I get to hear all of the musical numbers from all of the movies and After hearing the same ones over and over and over again, I'm like, can you please change the radio station?
0: You know, Jordan, you're just going to have to let it go.
1: Thank you for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, can't help it. Even though, you know, kids are going to be excited. The trailer for the second one dropped.
1: Yeah, I saw that was uh, something that dropped recently. It's have you seen it? I have not.
0: Oh, it's awesome. There's actually no talking in the entire thing. There's no musical numbers in it. It's just the score and this like intense setup. And what's weird is you find out that it actually takes place during the fall. Interesting. It really is. The new outfits are really cool, too. So I'm actually interested because I have no idea what it's about. And that actually, inter- that's something that I haven't seen in a trailer for a really long time is coming out of the trailer and going, I have no idea what this movie is about. Because, like, most of the time I could watch a trailer and go, okay, I know exactly what's going to happen in this movie. This one, I'm just like, well, I'm confused.
1: That's what I hate about trailers nowadays. It just feels like they show the best vibe. Five- scenes in the all in the trailer and it's just like well uh everything all the filler bits were kind of crap so I, I feel a bit uh, ripped off from watching the movie now there was one yeah. movie i remember back in high school that gave me the feeling of i don't know what what just happened but i want to watch this movie that was the trailer f- uh for the great gatsby movie ah Saw the trailer that for trailer that. Thing. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that, and uh, I was hanging out with a friend once, uh, or during that time, we both looked at each other and like, I have no idea what the hell just happened with there with that, but uh, I I really want to see it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, that's what trailers used to be like. Trailers used to be just enough to get you hooked into going, okay, what is this, and I want to see it. And now it's like, okay, here's all the cool parts so now you don't even have to go watch it. Well, geez, thanks. That sucked. But then again, on the bright side, Uh, at least least when DC does it, it's like you've already seen the movie because no one wants to go see those anymore.
1: Sorry, DC. Speaking of which, I spoiled spoiled, spoiled Infinity War for my friend who hasn't seen it yet. I haven't even seen it yet, but I know what happens. And I was like... Uh, I, I just made a joke about about snapping fingers, and then uh, they're like, "Oh, geez, thanks, thanks for spoiling that." And I was like, um, "They say they say that in the trailers that he can destroy half the universe with the snap of the fingers." So you you put that okay. together.
0: See, for me, it wouldn't even, for me it wouldn't even be half of a thought to say something like that, and somebody go, "Oh, you spoiled it," because for me, I'm going. um... I read the comic. That's kind of hearsay. So For me, it wasn't a spoiler because I knew it was coming. The, 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 the shock for me was that it came at the end of the film versus in the comic, it was at the beginning of the film. Right. Oh Well, the book. But at least, yeah, hey, crap. at least in this one, Thanos isn't doing it to get laid. So, yay on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that was a thing
0: a lot of people never knew that. Like, yep. <laughs> I loved it when him and Deadpool fought over for her. Oh, that was hilarious. I'm like, um, you don't realize it's death, right? Like, why are you people got the hots for death? We, we really need to sit down, guys, and have a discussion here. Like, seriously, it's death. You know, at least in this one, you know, at least in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he thinks he's doing the right thing. So it's, you know, it's a better understanding other than he's just trying to get laid. Like, literally, that's all he's trying to do is get laid. That's all he's trying to do. Which I had. So if you are doing this thing on pop culture, are any of it going to be things where, they, there's going to be, like, this difference. Like, have you ever thought about doing also a difference of type things? Since there is so many differences as they're interpreting these comic books that a lot of us grew up with and slapping them up on the
1: screens. I guess technically that would go into the movies and television section because, you know, we got we got comic books, you know, the comic book Walking Dead, and then TV show, there's the TV show of The Walking Dead, which those which is- are two different things. They're, they're obviously linked and connected in many ways, but of course, they're also different because there are many, many screwed up things in the comic books that are not shown in the yeah. TVs and also in the TV series. One of the most popular characters didn't exist in the comic books.
0: Right. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of differences. Um there's been characters that have been killed off who are still alive in the comics, and then there's characters who just don't exist in the comics that are alive in the TV show. And then I right. guess when you're doing, not only that, but I guess not only doing the differences, but will you also take a look at things when they reboot stuff?
1: Hmm. Potentially. I, I mean, honestly, I don't really know. I mean, that's all good thoughts to have, and I might probably approach it, but it, it, it kind of, the ideas are going to get there when I have something to work with for it, if I don't have anything before then, uh, in terms of uh, ideas and thoughts. So, um, yeah, I don't really know.
0: Hmm. It was just a question, just thinking outside the box, because, you know, it's been a big, not only just with um, television and with, um, there's differences in big time coming of comic books, But I've also noticed there's been this thing of rebooting a lot of the 80s and rebooting a lot of cartoons. Uh, Netflix has rebooted uh, Voltron, which was absolutely fantastic. They've rebooted She-Ra, which I just, I I know a lot of people like it. I just, it's not for me. I just couldn't get into it. Um, I know... They've rebooted um it, which was absolutely fantastic, which has greenlit them rebooting um Pet Cemetery and the redoing child's play.
1: Really, I really enjoyed Netflix's adaptation of uh Devil Man.
0: Devil Man, yeah. And that's another thing is Netflix has a lot of these uh, cartoons because they did the Castlevania based off of the old Nintendo game and they turned that into an anime.
1: I loved that so much. It was so cool. Oh, yes, it was.
0: It was so cool. And it's funny because they did that and that was fantastic. And then they did the Death Note and I'm just like, I hate you.
1: Oddly enough, I believe by the time that was announced, there was also a sequel to Death, like uh, Death Note. Um, so there was a movie about uh, it, uh, that was being made in Japan, or um, f- uh, about basically what happened afterwards. So some some girl finds finds the book and basically recreates Akira.
0: Ah, I just I just know I tried to watch that Netflix one and I was just like, this is horrible leave anime alone you should not touch it
1: i don't anime think live ad- adaptation of any anime has gone well let's be honest
0: yeah but you know what it's not gonna stop when you have a company like disney who's like well what can we do to make money let's just turn all of our animated movies into live action okay why if they've been all they've all been pointless They've all been pointless. And the only one that's really different from any of them has been Maleficent. You took the biggest, baddest mistress of all evil and turned her into a good guy. Screw you, Disney.
1: <laughs> have you seen I'm not. Sorry, go ahead. But no, it's like just talking about that just makes me interested to just get back into Kingdom Hearts again. Ah
0: have you played three yet?
1: I Have not because I am a very uh, bad nerd and have yet to beat the first and second one. I got stuck on the first one, uh, and I was just like, "Man, this this is rough." But I beat uh, the only one I've beaten was 365 days over uh, two, and that was a bit confusing at first. I mean, let's be honest, the lore in Kingdom Hearts is confusing once you start paying attention. But it, oh my god, it, it was pretty interesting.
0: I haven't even beat one or two. This is this is the sound of me leaving. I'm just walking out of this conversation. No, <laughs> uh, I couldn't even put one down. I remember playing one, and I refused to my poor game system. I would just pause the game, leave, go to work, come back, unpause it, sit down, realize that it's time to go back to work, and that I've been playing for 24 hours straight, and then I went straight back to work. It was. For me, Disney Kingdom Hearts was like a lot of my friends playing World of Warcraft for the first time. There was no
1: life outside of it. it I remember when I first saw it announced, it looked like, I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And when I, start, when I actually got into it, I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen.
0: The I only, don't know what it was,
1: but they just did it so good.
0: Well, I what made it, for me what really made it was I've always been a fan of things like Final Fantasy, but coming from a generation where ni- I grew up playing regular Nintendo, moving into the newer consoles, starting off with the Playstations and having to use the analog sticks and things like that, I was really bad at those games. So I would just watch people play Final Fantasy because I thought that it was fascinating. When it came, when Disney Kingdom Hearts came out. It made it, it made it very simple for me to figure out how to play these games and have fun. And I got to meet characters that I knew and gave everything a little bit of a twist. Two, made the, it made it just tweaked it a little bit more and made it a little bit more difficult, but it was still easy enough to figure out how to play the game. My only problem with three thus far is playing the levels doesn't feel like I'm playing anything new or exciting it feels like I'm just playing through the movie. It's like, okay. I think one of the things that I really liked about the first two. Now, don't get me wrong. I've never played anything but one or two because I I was not buying all the different types of consoles and stuff to be able to play all of those. And I just, no, I wanted to go simply one, two, and three. Um. I just made sure that I read up on my lore so I knew all about you know heartless and nobodies and so on and so forth but with three but with the first two I got to really interact with the characters and it's like there was this whole like sub line going on behind it where this one a lot of it is really just replaying the movies that I've seen my entire childhood and adulthood and probably my old hood
1: I haven't played it yet, so I wouldn't know, but I just Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, some of the some of the bits do feel like it's kind of retelling the story, uh, based off of like I played uh, the first one and then I've also played uh three hundred sixty five days over two. Yeah. Uh and it's it, it 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 kinda has to tell a little bit of some of the same elements of uh you know uh you know, Cinderella's story or uh Malefic- Maleficent story or all these other worlds. Um, every now and then I'll also be, uh, p- uh, playing around on, uh, the mobile Kingdom Hearts game that they got going on. The one where you play as the uh, Keyblade Wielders before the war, which is pretty yeah. interesting.
0: Now I will have to, but I will have to. It's I'm also gonna, depressing I'm to know. It, it,
1: you're just sitting there knowing where it's going to end. So there's that.
0: I do. I do one. I'm, I'm going to, this is a spoiler, not spoiler. That doesn't tell you anything about the game. But there's lacking of a character for this one for me. And I'm upset because I really wanted to see more of her. She's my favorite Disney character of all time. There has not been enough Maleficent in this game for me.
1: I can see that. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just, I, I just feel like they probably have done away with her being the a, a, quote-unquote antagonist.
0: I don't care. She's awesome. <laughs> She's the mistress of all evil. She tells you this. I am the mistress of all evil. Like it's done. Like there's nobody else. You do not. Nobody else gets to have that title. So no, she needs me there. But I will. I will say this: If you don't know the lore, you are going to be a little confused going into three. So make sure, people, if you play this game, you know your Disney Kingdom Hearts lore. You need to know what's going on. If you don't know your lore. <laughs> go watch youtube there's videos everywhere about it because it has everything from nobodies to the heartless to time travel to copies and clones and so on and so forth it gets very confusing really quick
1: and card games
0: oh yes the card games sucked
1: oh i also i did play that one as well as the uh um which one it was called but it was oh chain of memories yep that was what chain it was of
0: memories. yes it was it was the card game one my sister was like here sissy look new kingdom hearts i went no <laughs> i'm no i no no more card games <laughs> no <laughs> i already have magic the gathering Yu-Gi-Oh, and freaking pokemon no more card games no <laughs>
1: Speaking of card games, this, going to this convention, I, I managed to meet one vendor who uh, owns a game store that's like within thirty minutes of me, and he had Final Fantasy cards. Now, sitting there looking at him, I was like, "These are pretty cool." And I was like, "I don't, I, I shouldn't get these because I know I'm going to get go down the rabbit hole of once I get them, I'm going to have to start collecting them because you know that that's just me." And, uh. When I stopped by a store, he's like, I have a sale uh, going on for, you know, the cards. And I was like, all right, I'll buy some. <laughs> thus, I've gotten into Final Fantasy trading card games. And thankfully, I also managed to meet uh, a Final Fantasy trading card uh, group in Cincinnati. Uh, so I've been playing with them pretty much every Thursday. Uh, and it's it's been a lot of fun losing. But, I mean, it, it's still a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of the guys are cool there. Uh, and kind of learn more about uh, how to play the game or better, better synergies of decks and cards, how they work better together or what to do and what, all that fun stuff. So it, it's been an experience. And yeah. I can't wait to uh, check out and see uh, some of the actual big events for Final Fantasy trading card games. Uh, I know there's going to be one at uh, Gen Con, which I'm also going to be at. So that'd be, that'd be fun to see and also get some, Get some sweet merchandise from the Square NX stores. <laughs>
0: You're also big in the D&D,
1: right? Uh, yes, I uh, play a fair bit of D&D. Uh, currently on a uh, bit of a hiatus for my current campaign. Uh, but once things settle down, I'll be getting back to playing every Tuesday with my group, uh, continuing our little campaign that we got going on.
0: So I have to ask, are you a character or are you God?
1: I am God. I did have a character I was playing as, as an NPC to kind of help the players get into bigger fights I had planned because the fluctuation of the player group was just so massive. Like, I'd have five players one day, and then next week I'd have uh, only two. And it's like, okay, so they need they need someone who can help point them at who is smart enough to give them hints to point them in the right direction, but it's dumb enough not to take the lead. And he's all hes very, he can hit hard. So, I mean, there's that. He also ended up getting unconscious a lot mainly because I was uh masochistic slash sadistic like that to just beat the shit out of my own character.
0: (laughs) So I have to ask as one fellow God to another, how devious
1: of a God are you? Depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes, uh, I, I will, I will just not be very, uh, merciful to them. And other times I'm just like, okay, you guys obviously need help. Help. Just, just, just go that direction. Just go that direction. <laughs> they, 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 they do some, they do some things, some, uh, and then it's just like, I, I shake my head, but I, I don't know. The, um, I think when I'm in a more open, like, uh, more, like, guild setting where I'm dealing with random people, I, I, I tend to feel a little bit more open to being rough with the players because it it it's kind of a group where, yeah, my character could probably die anytime, time, uh, so I'm ready to make a new one. Instead of a, a, a campaign, it's actually a continuing story where these characters are kind of important. Uh, I, I uh, killed off one of the main characters, And I had to bring him back because otherwise without him, there's really no point of continuing the campaign because none of these characters are are like even related to what's going on here. So it's like, I, I, I put myself in a very awkward situation.
0: (laughs) So what is the worst thing you've ever done to one of the characters?
1: I, so the best part that happened, uh, my, one of my best friends, he's in this campaign. This is his first time ever playing D and This is his first campaign. The couple sessions in, they're hunting a werewolf. Uh so the group is a party of about three uh individuals at the time. So uh they're tracking down some clues and uh they due to some poor roles, they get separated. And it turns out said friend manages to find where the werewolf is. So he's like, oh, I'm alone. Well, you know what? I'm going to get some damage in, and then I'm going to run away and regroup with the friends. What he does is uh, he manages to get a surprise round to hit the werewolf with two shots. Then after that, it's the werewolf's initiative. Uh, busts out, kills him two hits, rips him apart. <laughs> Well. And to this day, I still joke about it.
0: (laughs) That's brilliant. Oh. Oh, let's see. As a god, um... I killed the entire crew once by making a dragon have sex with them.
1: Okay, that, that, is, a, that is a story right there. Um, how, wh- what was the context to that entire situation?
0: Okay, so let's set this up. I'm playing with the crew. One of my members is really bad at rolling. Really bad at rolling, okay? So, like, r- are- Will Wheaton
1: levels of rolling.
0: Like, rolled ones and got beaten up by leprechauns. am yeah. not right. They're going to the... Th- there's the vault. There's the dragon. And it's the dragon. The big red one where you're about the size of its toenail.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's got to be very stealthy. He walks up to the door. I want to check for traps. No, I... As a great DM, as a pleasant DM, I'm going, no, you do not. You just want to skip your turn. I'm letting you know right now. You want to skip your turn. No, I don't. I want to roll for traps. No, you really want to skip your turn, dude. Seriously, just yell skip. Please yell skip. No, I'm going to roll for traps, and the dice rolls. Roll some what? The door slams. Are, are you
1: sure? His, are you sure it's not weighted dice he's got? <laughs>
0: i'm just like i hate you like i'm like i look at the rest of them like your dm tried to save you just i'm letting you know this right now i the all-powerful god have tried to save you the door slams shut splits him in half because he's trying to walk through it when it does the slamming of the door wakes up the dragon and the rest of the crew's in there And somebody new who did not pay attention to their spells set off a spell which made the dragon horny and the dragon basically had sex with everybody till they died.
1: That sounds like that sounds like uh, a typical player with the darkness spell Mm -hmm. who doesn't know what darkness is.
0: Yeah. And I'm just going. Y'all want to redo? (laughs) (laughs) anybody (laughs) because this ended badly really badly
1: sounds like some puffin level uh puffin forest level of uh adventures he the youtuber who tells some very fantastic stories about his previous role-playing uh games and how they normally are not as uh they don't go as expected
0: Ah. My favorite thing to do, though, is to actually mess with one of my crew members uh, with AGP. His name's Tyler. He's a little mm-hmm. shit when it comes to D&D. He's, he's been playing it since he learned what it was. Um, so I like to mess with him. And, oh, I pissed him off one day. So he sees the chest. He rolls for traps. No traps. He goes to open it. Rolls for traps. No traps. He opens it. Rolls for traps so he can take the treasure. No traps. He takes the treasure, shuts the lid, sets off the trap. Mm. The trap was when he closed the treasure chest. (laughs) (laughs) He was so pissed.
1: I really haven't had much experience with traps, sadly. Um, the only time I had a, tra- a trap was probably about two or three years ago, and it was so powerful that I was like, "I don't, I don't know if this guy's dead or just unconscious. I, I just don't know yet." So maybe you guys should just leave the dungeon. That'd be, that'd be fantastic.
0: But it's so much but, fun. Yeah. I think one of the things that makes D&D so really cool is the ability that if you have somebody that has the imagination they if they have the basic run of how D D works they can make anything happen with it
1: oh yeah there there's so many things you could do if you can think about it that it it is very incredible uh the green text hall of fame uh on D, from, of D and D, or not necessarily just strictly D and D, but role-playing game in general, um, it's it's full of a gold mine of like creative players or just entertaining stories of Dungeons and Dragons, and yeah, like just it, it's surprising what you can do in role-playing games, uh, whether it be through the creativity of the players to just kind of throw a uh, left hook at the D, at the GM that they weren't expecting. Or, you know, just, it's just a lot of creativity that could be put into it.
0: There really is. Um, for example, right now in our, in our world, they're on the Death Star.
1: Like the actual Death Star?
0: Yeah, I might've infused Star Wars into this one a little bit. (laughs) Except for my stormtroopers can shoot. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm really good with dice. My stormtroopers can shoot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, but they set off a trap which ended up jinxing them, so they have to play by LARPing rules. So if you've ever LARPed... that work? So basically... Um, Instead of like, it, it, critical attacks means that they actually have to hit the head. They'll, if they hit, if they take a swing and they hit the arm or the leg, it's going to be off of a point system. So no mm-hmm. matter what, no matter what they use, whether it's a sword or a club or whatever, if they hit the arm, they don't, uh, not, even if it's a critical hit, if they hit the arm, it's not a critical hit, it doesn't go down.
1: I see. So it has to be. Can't lop off the arm?
0: You can lop off the arm, but it's, it's, people have battled with arms. It says they're in Star Wars, it's lightsabers, automatically soldered off. They're not bleeding. They're good to go. True. True. I was like, so you might want to aim for the legs to incapacitate them so they can't run at you, and you need a critical hit on the head. So they have to roll twice, not only just to see how much they're, what they're, they have to roll to see what they're hitting at, what body part, and then they have to roll for the amount of damage that they do to it.
1: They're pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs>
0: they're like, this sucks. Man. Y'all did the curse. <laughs> they're like, you suck. I was like, y'all made me DM. 15 years ago. Because the last DM you had literally played by the book. And I do this. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Forget the book. Okay. Here's my, here's my notebook. And I do, I have a notebook. The, the story that I wrote with the little side notes that tells you Okay, if they set off this, we're going to do this. If they set off that, we're going to do that. And I have two that says, if they set off this, I still haven't figured out what I'm going to do. I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants.
1: I I don't even write anymore. I just, like, after the first session where they just derailed the entire setup I had, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to plan anymore. I'm just going to wing it. And I've been winging it because I started off winging an entire invest investigation my friend, uh, afterwards, like, man, how'd you, how'd you come up with all that? Such good storytelling, all this fun stuff. Like I just made it up on the spot. Honestly, I, that was not planned at all for that night.
0: (laughs) And that's so much fun to do. It really is.
1: Ah, it, it is an important skill to have also, uh, like it as, as a, you know, a DM or GM, whatever you want to call it. You, you have to be decent with uh, flying by the seat of your pants, improv, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's also important to have uh, you know, things planned out, but you can't plan for every scenario, and you don't know what the players are going to do. So you have to you have to roll with the punches.
0: So the last question I have for you about D&D is how realistic do you make yours? Not very. Like,
1: I, I. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it's just stereotypical. Uh, you, you roll, you take the damage. Oh, look, you're bleeding, and boom, there, there it is. It's not, it, it's not uh the hardcore rules where it takes like a full week. That's a short rest, uh, and a long rest. You know, it's a lot longer than that. Where it it, it takes a long time to heal your wounds. I, I, I just, it's at least for the current campaign that I'm running. It's kind, of, you know, it's more about you know the stand, standard uh, fantasy adventure with my own personal twist with all the storytelling and all the stuff that I put into it.
0: See, we take it one step further. We'll play the game kind of like the way how you play it. But let's say you needed to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I have to go to the bathroom. You have to roll to do that. What? Yes, in our world, you need to get up to go get something. You're breaking character. You have to roll to be able to break character. Only DM can call break. So if DM isn't ready for break, or if DM's just being a little shit because they think it's funny, me, um, <laughs> you have to roll. So I want a cigarette, you got to roll for it. I want to go get some to drink, you got to roll for it. <laughs> I've had one person go, "Here's twenty bucks. Can, can we have a break? Yeah, okay, twenty bucks. Yeah, DM calls break." <laughs> But it's the only time I get to be God. I'm going to take advantage of it,
1: all right? Oh, I, I'm laughing with you. It's just not very audible to laugh.
0: <laughs> I'm saying that to anybody else who's probably going, she goes. She does what? Yes, we do that. It's vicious. It's evil. It's mean. It's funny as hell.
1: Some of the funniest stories are, are of dick GMs. It depends, <laughs> like... In the context if you're being a dick as a person they're not really fun but if if, you know some are just like very brutal if you slip up well you know uh you're now the negative 20 strength good luck
0: the best is when someone's like but i really gotta go roll for it i'm gonna piss my pants and everybody else is just laughing it's like it's he has to figure it out at this point we're pretty much dead, and, like, they could probably just sneak out because we're too busy laughing at this point because we're having so much fun watching me just terrorize you to death, you should just go. <laughs> I've never actually made somebody piss their pants, though. I, 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 I've always called break in time. I can be lenient sometimes, but, yeah, making that 20 bucks that one time was hilarious. There's 20 bucks! <laughs> All right. DM calls break.
1: <laughs> oh, I bet that was super worth it.
0: Oh, it was so. <laughs> I'm just into going. Oh, I can make money off of this. <laughs> I didn't know this was a paying job. This <laughs> is <It was> great. <laughs> Who else wants to give DM twenty bucks for something? <laughs> the DM, the DM vendor shop is now open. What would you like to buy from the DM?
1: <laughs> That's. I up. I believe there was something like that there was like a a charity stream going on uh where uh they were streaming the event at a convention or some sort uh and uh people would donate to a specific player and so they would basically provide them items or they'd basically they'd basically buy any sort of story element so uh, they they want a dragon to appear, or they want this character to start speaking a different accent, or they they this one's just completely a different uh, role altogether. It, it was just it was insane and hilarious.
0: They hunger gamed, d D&D. That's brilliant.
1: I'll have to I'll have to find the link to that video again, and I'll have to sh- send it to you because it it was super funny. Like uh, just. Uh, they just a lot of the uh, known uh, villains from some of the uh, fifth edition uh, supplements, they they were just thrown into there because uh, players were like, hey, uh, or not the players, the streamer, uh, people were watching the stream. They were like, hey, I, w- I want you to throw in this boss fight right now and, and this one as well. And sometimes there, there'd just be this witch that, w- or witch or wizard, or whoever that was on a flying broom that would come in, throw a fireball at the group, and then leave just randomly. <laughs> that
0: would make a great charity event. It really would.
1: It, it, it was, it was insane, and it was very entertaining.
0: Man, I missed my mark there, man. All I made was twenty bucks, <laughs> man.
1: Well, th- that was for yourself. That wasn't for any cause. So.
0: It was for a cause. It funded my alcoholism. <laughs> DM's got 20 bucks. DM's calling breaks. I'm going to go to the bar. <laughs> and Get me more liquor. Because <laughs> I ain't driving. <laughs> then again, I could have probably drove. I mean, it is Florida. I lived in Florida at the time when that when that one happened. And um, Florida's lovely. They tell you not to drink and drive, but you go through the drive-thru and they hand you a cup with ice and a straw. Here, here's your drink. Here's your cup with ice and a straw. Don't drink and drive. Have a nice day. Bye. I'm confused. (laughs) Why'd you give me a (laughs) cup? (laughs) This doesn't look right. (sighs) So, Jordan, we have already hit our one-hour mark. So what else did you want to talk about uh, before we end up going? Any more information on your documentary? Any no- notifications on where you're going to be at?
1: Uh, Where am I going to be at? That's a good question. Uh, I know this Sunday is the Jim and Dan to- uh, comic and toy show that I will most likely visit. Uh, that's on the uh, 24th of February. Uh, awesome. And then... There's several others uh, throughout the rest of the year, but those are further out. Um, uh, March is the big seven,
0: one. I know where you're going to be in April.
1: Yes, you do. You're i to have a, a cameraman. A- oh, God. I'm excited to go there. super
0: oh, fun. Oh, you're going to have so much fun. It's such a great show. You know what? I'm going to have some fun with you. Would you like... To be the guest that plays in our Let's Play there.
1: Sure. What Done. are we playing? That's the first question, though.
0: I have no idea. It's always a surprise.
1: All right. Awesome. Well, I mean, if, if it's a highly intensive uh, thing, I hope I don't have to have my computer. It, it, it is it is a high-end potato.
0: No, 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 no. I'm I supply I, I bring all of my equipment. We set everything up. And I kind of you won't play against me. You're gonna play. You're gonna play with my crew. Um, cool. It all just depends on how well the internet's working on what game it'll allow me to play. Um, I set everybody up, and then it projects on the big screen. And I kind of like, sh- and I use it as a way of showing people how easy it is to start. If you want to do let's plays, if you want to be able to do this on YouTube or Twitch, how easy it is to set it up, and then on the bright on the bright side, I get a video out of it, and you get to be the guest this year.
1: It's it's like when I used to have my own little uh, video streaming gaming group back in the day of <laughs> high school, back when Machinima when Machinima was actually relevant.
0: Okay, when I was in high school, there wasn't even Facebook created
1: yet, so. Well. I mean, I know, but that it's not relevant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're gonna have, we're gonna have some fun, yay! Let's play either this way. You're either gonna cooperate with them to help with something, or my sister's going to kill you. One of the two. Well,
1: we'll we'll see what what the game is. I've I've played with a lot of people online, and it's going to be no different than probably playing in real life with others and. I've done a few Let's Plays back in the early days of me doing anything, so well,
0: Kathy gets it'll, it'll way, be a fun experience. If Kathy gets her way, it's going to be Dead by Daylight, and she's going to kill you. She's oh, going to kill oh
1: Dead by Daylight? Oh, she, uh, if I get to play the killer, I will be a dick, and it'll be fun.
0: That's great, because that's what Kathy does, so yes. <laughs> I might. You want to be killer? I'll make sure you get a chance to be killer. If we get to play that
1: one, I, I I played I played the beta with my buddies and it, it's super fun. Uh, one of my one of my best friends he uh, he loves he loves antagonizing the killers because he's so good at juking them out. He will literally stare at them and provoke them so he can avoid them, and they just get they just they get so fed up with it they'll just turn around and walk away.
0: I will say this. 316 is a lot easier on PC than it is on console. 316 on console is a bitch and a half. But, yeah, that's actually... I'm a horrible killer in that game. I'm a decent survivor. I will pre-warn you right now. If that's the game we play and you're the killer, turn around, okay? And the reason why I'm telling you this is one of the players... Like, finds the killer and just likes to walk behind the killer. That's what they do.
1: That's all they do. I've had some situations where I've literally walked, like, right onto the player. And I was like, why am I not moving anymore? And then I looked down, and at my feet is this curled-up little uh, survivor hiding in the grass. And I was like, oh, I didn't see you there.
0: It's a Claudette.
1: i hide pretty well.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I'll give you some, I'll, I'll get that set up where I'm supposed to be able to get the decent internet that I want this year. And if we do dead by daylight, you can kill, kill my minions, kill my employees,
1: please. Well, it depends on, uh, if I, if I'm super rusty and if they're very good at hiding or they just do not suspect my tactics that I pull off on my friends. Uh, I, I will say, uh, Trapper is my, is what I've been used to because most of the time, that's all I played. Thanks to the beta. Oh, good. Uh, that's,
0: that's Kathy's character too. So, um, so Kathy, nine times out of 10, she'll run right into your arms because she runs everywhere. Tyler will always be behind you. DJ will be in a locker and Kelsey makes so much noise. You're going to find her easily.
1: <laughs> I'll keep that in mind though. Uh, I, I have a tactic where, uh, I would like, I just love to explain it, but I feel like that just kind of ruins the surprise when I do it. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but we'll
0: see. I'm, I'm helping you kill my employees. Cause <laughs> I get to do commentary.
1: <laughs> one, one, one or two might survive, but uh, I'm pretty sure I'll get most of them. We'll see. It'll, we'll it'll see. be exciting.
0: It'll be exciting. So uh, yeah. All right. Well then on that note, Jordan's gonna be our guest when we play some Let's Plays. Jordan's gonna be there at Gip City Comic Con, continuing working on this amazing documentary about everything with the nerd and pop culture. Um I really am anticip I cannot wait to see your uh r- what what did you say, your little demo that you have for us?
1: Uh yeah, teaser video.
0: Teaser video. don't ask me why I said demo. Hey, look, I, I'm fighting. if you haven't heard, I'm actually fighting the flu. Like my nose has been stuffy for like the last three days. And you know what they say, there's no there's no rest for the wicked. And there's definitely no rest in this wor- in this work line of work that we do until you're dead. So. <laughs> but, Jordan, thank you so much for reaching out to me. Um, I've really enjoyed getting to know you and being able to hang out with you. And I'm really glad that you were interested in doing the show.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a good opportunity, uh, and it was also a good experience. Uh, listened to a couple podcasts, but never really got to be in one, so it, it was nice. Um, is, there, is there anything else you need from me?
0: No, nope, are, we are good, um, so don't forget, everybody, um, we are here live on Shoe every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and of course, if you can't catch us live here on Shoe, you can always download it over on what's that thing called again oh yeah itunes sorry i don't i honestly have an account for itunes literally just so i can set this up so it downloads onto itunes i've never been on itunes a day in my life so i keep forgetting what it's called but you can also download it over on itunes and a real quick thank you everybody at this point we are over fifty-eight thousand downloads of agp podcast that is amazing so thank you to everybody out there that listens to agp to everybody who watches us over on youtube we greatly appreciate it jordan thank you so much for your time today and on that note we will see you all well we'll talk to you all on the next podcast bye you can say bye
1: oh well goodbye